We are I. What do you do to refresh your soul? What do you do to be able to, you know, feel recharged or complete or, you know, any descriptive term that you want? You know, I know I woke up this morning saying to myself, you know, like I I need to spend, I think, two solid nights in the backcountry, like two solid nights. Like three days, like, you know, going in on a, on a Friday morning, getting to where you want to go, you know, hiking in, setting up, and just enjoying yourself. You know, and enjoying myself means we're enjoying one's self. You know, it looks very much like not having cell service. It looks very much like feeling the warmth and the cool on your skin, you know, collecting firewood, starting a fire, cooking all your meals on a fire, smelling like campfire, sleeping on uneven, hard ground that's relatively comfortable, relatively warm, you know, using a backpack full of clothes that's lumpy to be able to rest your head on at night. To be able to enjoy great food in a place where great food shouldn't exist. Nothing like bringing some 16-ounce rib steaks into the backcountry and cooking them on an open fire. Always having the hair stand up on the back of your neck just a little bit because you know that that smell is attracting wildlife around you. Be like, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. You know, being able to drink water straight out of a, a mountain stream, creek, river, just knowing that it's the best possible water that you can drink, the freshest that you can drink with all of the, you know, virus and bacterias and pathogens that are inside, but it's filtered down through millions and millions of rocks to be able to get to you. You know, looking upstream a little bit just to to check to make sure that there's, you know, nothing dead in the river, knowing that all of the precautions you're told to take, 90% of them are bullshit. That that's what the narrative is, is that, you know, you should be scared to drink the water out of a river instead of just educating one simple topic being like, hey, just look upstream a little bit and see if there's, you know, anything floating in the river or the creek or the stream and just make sure that there's enough water, enough flowing water that's continually filtered. There's no pooled or stagnant water that you're drinking from. But drinking that water, feeling nourished and replenished by it. Not really knowing what your day is going to bring, but satisfying your curiosity and your boredom with, you know, your surroundings, being able to look at a peak, bringing your binoculars to be able to see if you can see any wildlife moving around, you know, just scoping things out, hoping to be able to find some kind of backcountry treasure, which, you know, more often than not, for some strange reason, I have from, you know, uh, a railroad to- tie spike from 150 years ago to some random helium balloon that some kid let go at a birthday party that flew for who knows how long from who knows what direction. 
but randomly ended up in the back country by some mysterious reason exactly the spot that you're in because the spot that you're in has nothing to do with any trail or any beaten path if anything it's exactly the opposite there's been no trail and no unbeaten path just curiosity guiding your direction being like i want to sleep and set foot where maybe nobody has ever slept or set foot before and then that feels good that taps into that part of your soul that re-energizes that you know as you lay there on the ground your soul starts to feel re-energized as you bake in the sun as you feel that nice warm hug from the sun as you feel the security of the the ground beneath you as you feel the batteries of your heart and your soul and your mind get recharged and you realize you know what how insignificant you are in this world. There's nothing that the backcountry will make you feel more like is how insignificant you are. And that's the best part about it. Realizing that as you're standing and sitting and laying and peering out from your mountaintop, the apex, the summit of the mountain that you're on, and you look out at all of the mountain ranges that are bestowed upon you and how you realize that you don't even have any hope of being able to see to the furthest distance and past the last mountain range and you realize you could spend a lifetime trying to get from one side to the other and you may not make it which then literally becomes your lifetime when that if you set course even if you walked through the valleys you know to the west to the east that you may still not make it across the rocky mountain range the coastal mountain ranges, and then all the ranges in between. That there's a part of you that your wanderlust and your curiosity, it just taps into that part of your soul, you know, wanting to try. You know, but the realistic part of you, <clears throat> the part of you that understands there's a, there's a death sentence to be had but a challenge also to be had that if you go out and you're prepared with just a certain amount of materials, that the challenge there can be survivable. But that's the harshness of nature. That's the harshness of the world that we live in. And we've got into this cozy little pocket of it that makes it seem like that there's there's this safety to it. But once you expose yourself to the elements, you realize how raw the world is. And you see the destruction of a a seemingly simple river. You see the ruthlessness of nature when you see a bear taking its meal. When you see, you know, two deer who are fighting off during the rut, whose horns get locked and then they both perish, then they're on the ground. Like that's the rawness of nature. That's the reality of nature, how there's a flood or avalanche that then dams a river and how a river then seeks a new path. And you see the force. You see the force, the simplicity, but the powerfulness of water. In realizing how it is the most destructive and most corrosive force on this planet. It's the beauty of the backcountry, the you know, seeing the the eagle soar above 
looking for a meal, when you hear the birds chirping, you know, in the branches, when you see the chipmunks and the squirrels running from branch to branch and tree to tree trunk, you know, just scampering across the ground, showing a little bit of curiosity and then backing off. To be able to hear that little rustling off over there in the trees and just wondering what it is. Is it a is it a threat or not? Your curiosity is peaked, but you start to have an heightened, you know, sense of awareness of what's going on around you. You start paying attention a little bit more. You start understanding that, you know, you can just obliviously walk through this environment. How there's a part of you that needs to be continually respectful of everything around you, something that we lack a ton of today in urban centers. It's like, why Why does my soul cry for the backcountry? You know, why does the backcountry, why does the forest, why does the unknown, why does the vastness speak to my soul? Because I've realized that this is the only place in my life that I can get true direction, a true understanding, and true, absolute, unequivocal peacefulness to my being.